want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. I really think everything is still on track. Um, and I, I was actually talking to Ian today and saying that I really see the wisdom of God in all of this because I was getting sucked in to the system. And I what, what I told you from the beginning was that God was behind this whole thing. And I didn't know the outcome because he wouldn't tell me the outcome. I assumed it was what it was going to be. But mm-hmm. here, you said some things last night that really made a huge difference and made me realize that, I mean, God used you to speak to me last night, which is one of the ways that he talks to us is through other people. Um, we don't always recognize it that way, but he does. And he used you to speak to me, to show me that I was getting caught up in the system. And he, this morning when I woke up, one of the very first things he told me was, I want you in it, but not of it. And I don't know the final outcome of that yet either. And what the, he's much more wise in his, his thoughts are greater than my thoughts and his ways are greater than my ways. And that's from Isaiah something. But anyway, um, I realized that and it just like all clicked in my head at that moment. And so I said, you know, what about Blair? What's, what's, what's going on with Blair? Well, our church, if you haven't seen it, I've seen it is starting to come out of the old time religion type system. Things are changing slowly and people are getting closer to God. They're going to, I'm going to do another sermon series. I know I did one, but I'm going to do it again on hearing God's voice and how we hear God's voice. I don't think I did a really deep enough dive the last time, but I'm going to do that probably in the new year and help people. But anyway, he's doing things in his time and we will start to see more of a change. And and Ian's still very much in the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, He had to take some time to get things figured out with God too but he's still very much in the picture. And we pause there for a second in case we decide to use that part. (laughs) Um, I invited him to join us next week because he and I always wanted to do something live. And I figured since we're doing something live and he was very excited. And so he'll be with us next week for our live thing. And I can't leave that in the video because this would be after that live. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. So back to it. So what do you think? <laughs> well, I, there's a couple things there and, and um, we're going to drag Robert into this too. Yeah. Because, because we've been, you know, so, so the, the, the discussion here is, you know, trying to figure out what God wants for us individually, us as a group and, you know, our communities so we're talk, you know, we're here. We're talking about Belair, and so, you know, Ian Thornton and Phil, as they've kind of handed the baton back and forth, uh, as be- between each other as pastors and and various ministry things that's going on in the city of Belair or the village of Belair. You know, there's been this talk 
over this this overarching talk about what does God want for Belair and what's the vision? And, you know, uh, our church and other churches and other ministries and all these things are kind of interconnected and, and that sort of thing. So along this topic, you know, the, the topic that I wanted to bring up tonight and have both Phil and Robert speak to is how do we hear from God and understand and discern from God what his plans are for us individually, you know, as a group working together and in our communities. So we, we kind of shared a little bit about Belair, but we've been praying for Robert because, uh, you know, for him and his family, because he and his bride are both approaching their Jubilee uh, year and so we've been praying for them as a as a family and individuals and a family for them. And then, you know, also kind of what does this mean for their church and their ministry? So mm -hmm. but the thing is, is both of you is is uh you know, you both have been Christians for a long time, well over 20 years each. You know, what what ways, you know, and, and I believe you both hear from the Lord. So what what ways do you guys really hear from God in terms of understanding what he wants you to do in your life and in in your ministry. You know, we talked a little bit about this at the end of last week, didn't we? You know, yeah. um, there's the, what was it, Robert Sear here, Knower, and Feeler? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead and go first, Robert. Okay. So, well, picking up from that, like, so we, we're talking about how do you hear the voice of God? Because everybody wants to hear the voice of God. And the question is like, does everybody hear him the same? Does he speak always the same? And, and I think, you know, with as many different people as you have, like we even see in scripture, mm -hmm. just like a, a, seems like a so many different ways God can speak and does speak to each person. It is interesting that he, when he speaks to a person, and and like it does seem like the person knows it mm -hmm. right like they they know that's the lord so so like you know if we're questioning is this god well then it may not be god usually makes sure that we know things that we mm -hmm. need to know mm -hmm. but yeah so we were talking last week it was like there's uh we were mentioning is there four different and i didn't come up with these this was something my wife had watched um online i think with with uh, another uh lady minister was mentioning this and she was saying that um there's four different ways that usually god is speaking that he's um that he can speak you're either like a seer somebody who's like sees a vision like you can see it happen um or you're a feeler so you're feeling something the way you feel about something is god's feelings towards it uh, or you hear God where you almost, you just hear him speak. Like you're just walking around and he just says something. <laughs> and like yeah. just, right. And then, or you know it. So like, you just have a knowledge about it. Yeah. Like God like drops it in and gives you like this knowledge about something. And, and of course we also brought up the fact that in, and it probably isn't even necessarily limited to one necessarily, like you, you may even throughout your life have different ways in which God is speaking to you at different times, but it does seem like maybe he's, maybe there's one in particular that you pick up on more or that you're, you're mm -hmm. more associated with. And so that, that's one of the things that, uh, 
that uh, we that we had been we were talking about, especially with being able and like tonight, being able to discern can can we discern God's voice in our life? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you really said it well when you said you just and not associating this with the knower thing, but you just know that it was God. And if you have to question it, I mean, Gideon questioned God. Okay, God, you know, put this fleece out here, let it be wet, but nothing else around it be wet. And so, and that's something different. And that was Gideon's way. And that's not necessarily something that we all need to do. But, you know, that aside, um, I'm not saying you shouldn't question God because you very well could be misled by the enemy if you don't. But you get to the point with experience and over time, as you grow closer to God, you don't question it. You know that was God. And you may not know the whole part. You may not know all the end results, but you know, hey, God has just directed me. Here's an example. Sometimes I'll be driving down the road. And when I go to church, I can go three different ways and get there. Two of them involve highway. And and then there's one that I get off the highway early. I can go one of three different ways, and but I always start out on the same highway coming out of my house. And a lot of times I'll just know, go straight this day, take a right, but then make and keep going straight. Or, you know, I'll just know which way to go. And it used to be that I would say, God, was that you? And, and it would be like, it would come into my mind again. But now it's just like, okay, if I know I'm supposed to go straight, then I take Interstate 70. Or if I know I'm supposed to go to the right, I take 470. I just know which way to go, and I don't question it. Um, I don't know what's going on. Is it my being safe from traffic? Am I being safe from an accident? I don't question it. I just go. Um, so you you eventually can get to that point where you just don't question it because it comes this consistently. Just like if I were to turn my camera off, if you watch the show consistently, you know I'm talking and not Robert or Chad. You know, if we all turned our cameras off or if you listen on a podcast you know our voices. And over time, you just get to know that. And, you know, uh, long ago, I talked to a friend and I hadn't talked to you for 10 years. And all he had to do was say, hi, Phil. And I knew immediately it was him because mm-hmm. I knew that voice. So God's voice is the same way. Now, of course, as you were saying, Robert, it can come in many different ways, but you mm-hmm. still recognize it. And, and there's a growing period. Just like any infant learns their mother or father's voice, we learn our father's voice over time. Mm-hmm. And, and we just have to be careful not to doubt it. Um, and I don't mean just blindly accept it because you can be misled, but God will give you ways to know that it was him. He doesn't mm-hmm. want you to be misled. He wants you to know him. You know, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. And if you're seeking him, he will make sure you're found, or he's found by you. <laughs> oh man, that reminds me so much of a Max Lucado story. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to tell it to you if we have time. But and let me but go along with what you were saying, Phil. Let me read this scripture. This is Romans 12, 1 mm-hmm. and 2. Yeah. Right? He says, I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. Why? So that you may discern what is the will of God, mm-hmm. what is good and acceptable 
and perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, so it, it, there is definitely like the world cannot discern God's will. Exactly. Like they just, they can't discern. It's not open to them because their mind is not renewed. Uh, I think you were mentioning earlier, like, you know, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not yeah. our thoughts. Right. So there's, there's a renewing process where we literally have to spend time with the Lord, I think, and allow him to renew us, renew how we even think. Uh, and, and in doing so, we start, I think we start picking up whether we're a seer, a hearer, a knower, a feeler, like we start picking those things up so that when we are walking around throughout our day, all of a sudden we'll sense a spiritual activity happening. Mm-hmm. We'll sense a, a, and we'll go, well, wait a second. See, we didn't pick that up before. Like it, it happens kind of that way. And, and again, along the, the scripture also says like a man plans his way and God directs his steps. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think we should be afraid of planning. I think we plan our way, but we acknowledge the fact that God directs our steps. Like he, he's yeah. going to direct that. Right. And so, yeah. so, and I think he, I think there's an understanding that that's what he's going to do, but we have to be able to recognize that. And as Paul was saying, I think it comes from renewing the mind. I think we spend time in God's word. I think we pray and I think we start learning how to think and act like God and like those spiritual gifts. I heard somebody say it this way. Why do we even have spiritual gifts? Well, because it helps us to do what God does, to say what God says and to think like God thinks. And so, so those spiritual gifts are broken down into those areas so that we can do this. Yeah. And you know, Chad, in my recent situation where I, I really felt like I caused you some questioning because I came at it ahead of God though. And, and I know how I did that because I, I heard something, I got excited. I started moving forward instead of stopping and saying one of those times where I didn't question, but you know what, in the back of my mind, I was still questioning myself because I didn't have that continual um, affirmation that God will give that I was going in the right direction. Just like Robert says, he, he directs your steps. It didn't quite feel that. So I knew something. And that's when I came the other day, I knew something was off. And I said, you know, I don't know the outcome, but I still know God's driving it mm-hmm. and he is driving it, but the outcome wasn't what I anticipated. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So it does. it's just, it's a process. Well, and and then you have, people's will people's free will in the midst of this oh yeah and that's a confusing thing because okay we're a group of people all together in whatever situation we're in and you've got the changing dynamics of people's free will so that's a confusing that's always been a confusing thing to me trying to you know understand god's plan for something and there's a lot of moving parts because of people mm-hmm. so you know it's like okay right, right. you know god may want somebody to do something that may be his plan or his will for them and they can choose not to do it so then we're going to call an audible or go, you know god's <laughs> going to call an audible omaha omaha you know <laughs> and so and so that you know uh when that when that quarterback drops back you know for the for the 
for the pass and, and the play is supposed to go over here to this wide receiver, but that wide receiver, because of his own free will, goes and does something that he's not supposed to do and goes over here somewhere. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, we gotta we gotta change this play in the middle of the of the of the thing here. You know, it's still God's play, but people have changed it, so to speak. So God's still going to get the touchdown. It's just it, the the ball's got to go over here to this guy. It was supposed to go to this guy, but you know he kind of messed it up or did whatever. So now the ball's got to go over here to this guy, and God's still going to get the touchdown. But it's just mm -hmm. the play changed. That's mm -hmm. the part. That's the part to me that's always kind of confusing because you know it's like. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's clearly our perspective, right? Like we're we're seeing because I mean think think about this. If you're already an all-knowing being who is infinite, you're infinite in every aspect. Infinite literally means you're unlimited in every way. Yeah. There is no plan B because you don't need <laughs> yeah. right. There's only there is right. only what you you already know yeah like everything you already know so and from our perspective we feel like oh man i've i've changed the plan or i've done this god already knew that yeah yeah and already made provision for it way before right i mean even because it's already the knowledge of god so now, yeah. now here's the crazy part about that. Like he already knows if you're going to get the fullness out of him or not. He already knows if you're going to be in his perfect will or not. He already, but he still gives the opportunity for that to happen. Like he, but he already knows the decision. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's, it's that constant struggle we have of, well, God's sovereignty and our free will. What does that, how yeah. does that even play together? But I, I will encourage people like, uh, just because God knows everything that you're going to decide doesn't mean he made you choose it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I could, I could know my son is going to choose something, still offer it because when it's time for the discipline or even the judgments, it'll be just. See, it's not just right. if I judge you, if I already knew what you were going to do and then judge you before it ever happened, that's not really true justice. So God That's is true. going to allow us to exercise our free will, and and then there will be true justice. Like no one will ever be able to look at God and say, "You never gave me a chance, God." Like, like I said, but even in all of that, even in every person's free will, even in everything, God still has the infinite ability, the unlimited ability, to orchestrate history and take it where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, Chad, when. Uh... When the quarterback calls Omaha, Omaha, God's right there saying, Chad, that was an audible. And then he's he's directing you again, you know, mm -hmm. redirecting you. So if you're open to hearing that and you work on hearing that and you get better at hearing that, you're going to pick up on those audibles. And sometimes even before the audible is even called, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's um, it's something that if you truly want it and seek it, you'll get it because he'll give it to you. Yeah. Well, it goes back to the scripture that Robert read, right? So it's like, we yeah. got to, we have to, we have to renew our mind or, or allow God to renew our mind. You know, it's funny. If you read, if you read the beginning of the old Testament here, where God starts telling the Israelites, 
he actually tells them what's going to happen. Like he's always foreshadowing to them. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. would think yeah. like, you would think that that would lead them to go, okay, well, we want to do like we want to do the part that we're going to get blessed for. Yeah, and it's like he he already tells them what's going to happen, and it's like no matter what, like they act, they, they do it every time. They do everything yeah. God's already told them was going to happen, and uh, and it's just funny because you know the Lord just knows, like He just already knows, and yet in all of that, in all of that, He loves us anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I ever read the Bible all the way through, I started in 1 Samuel, and I went to 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, and I got to 1 Chronicles, and I said, I'm not reading all this genealogy, so I went back to Genesis, okay? <laughs> and I read up through Deuteronomy, but, you know, as I'm going through First and Second Kings and, and God saying, hey, I told you, you know, and this is why this is happening, I'm thinking, man, why didn't he tell him ahead of time? And then I get to Deuteronomy, like, he did tell him. And it's exactly what he did. You know, it was so cool to read that. Like then I was like, why didn't they listen? But then I look at my own life and I see all the things that he told me, and I didn't listen. Yeah, we never do. <laughs> We're pretty thick. Yeah, I'm just like them. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty dense. And he loves us anyway. Yeah. I always get mad when I read the Bible and I go, how can these people not know? And then I go, well, you know, you can't get too mad because then it's just coming right back at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, yeah, like that will of God. I mean, he knows he already knows what's coming. He's already told him what's coming. We still fail at it. And then he's still he's still in his plan. Mm-hmm. He still has that redeeming quality. Like it's still yeah. there. There's that redemption there. You know, I think the if you ever watched The Chosen, I there's subtle little things that the character who plays Jesus that he lets out, like he knows what's going to happen, and it's just so cool the way they did it. Like, yeah, I know, you know, he knows how the, somebody's going to react. He he already knows that you know he walks by the cross and he looks at it and knows that that's coming. And and I don't want to give any more spoilers, but um, it's just it's really neat how they capture that human aspect of God knows. And, you know, we don't know, but he knows. And that's why we trust him. And that's why we put our faith in him because we don't see what he knows, but we believe that he knows. And that's what faith Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because he has that history record of that, right? When we look at revelation, we go, okay, the Lord's coming back. Well, how do you know? Yeah. Well, so far, everything he has said yeah. was going to happen has happened. Yeah. There's yeah. no I mean, we, everything. He hadn't missed a beat, right? Like, yeah. this, is, this is pretty much so. Wh- which opinion am I going to trust? Am I going to trust my own, or am I going to trust somebody else's, or am I going to trust God's? <laughs> yep. You know what's amazing though is is you know like back to this. So we had a we had a meeting in our church uh, last night. And um, it was a group of people, and we were talking about this uh, uh, an opportunity or a decision that had to be made involving our church with another church. And, you know, it was just kind of like a it was an open meeting to just kind of discuss what people were thinking, what people were were feeling, what they were hearing, uh, what people's interpretation of what they thought, 
both their their own thoughts and what they thought they were hearing or feeling or understanding from God about this situation with these two churches and with Phil. And Phil was kind of the in the middle of this. And it was amazing because, you know, sometimes when you are being the vessel of God or the vessel of his wisdom, you don't really realize it. Yeah. But other people may or you may be simply speaking what you feel led to think or say and other people pick up on it. So like last night, you know, for example, you know, Phil was like, okay, there were comments that people made. Phil was like, okay, that was from God. And I would bet that a number of those people, including myself, were like, okay, we didn't know that that was God speaking through us. But Phil understood it. So that's a unique thing. And it, and it, and it was in, interesting that Phil picked up and recognized that. And I've experienced that a little bit in the past in, in certain cases where I felt like, oh, that was God speaking through that person or that was that there was definitely from the spirit. And I've had people tell me that um, and I've seen that both ways where like I've had people when I filled in for Phil before on in giving a sermon, people were like, that was very spirit filled. And I'm like, OK, well, that to me, I'm glad you feel that way. I didn't really know that myself. I was just, this is what I felt led to say. And then the other way, I, you know, like there are t a lot of times where, you know, people are preaching or, you know, giving a word or whatever. And it's like, man, that was spirit filled. Like that was, you know, really from God. I can just, I can know it. I know it. Like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, I'm glad you said what you said because you were, you're recognizing some of those times and you'll start to recognize more. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll recognize that however it is you hear from God. And because I remember that I would do that too. I was like, wow, that really seemed very full of wisdom. I wonder if that was from God. Then it was, I know that was from God. And then it was, that was definitely God. There's no mm -hmm. question about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, I think I think that's really important. That's an important point. Yeah. That we've got to bring out here is if you really want to hear God's voice, it um, and and you want to hear it for what God's doing around the world, it is unlikely you're going to get the full counsel of God by yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, we as believers, when we gather together, God reveals his counsel. He reveals what he's doing. And I think that's been a misunderstanding, especially since COVID. Like people have been wanting to stay at home and not wanting to do it. And they don't realize that that is an attack of the enemy. Because if it, it's the same principle of divide and conquer. If I can get you alone. And I and I and my forces are bigger than your force. I can beat you. Mm -hmm. And so the enemy, by separating the church out, it, it causes them to be weaker. 
The, the dangerous part of this is I think there's, I think that also causes pride in some believers because we just feel like we are such spiritual giants that we don't need uh, these other weaker Christians, or we don't need these other believers who just get in our way. And, and there's a danger there because the reality is God is as much as, as awesome as we may be by ourselves with the Lord. We do not get God's full counsel by ourselves. Right. right. It's when we come together. So if we really want that discernment, I mean, I can't think of one, I can't think of one church movement or one movement of the Holy Spirit that wasn't first caused by prayer, God's people coming mm-hmm. together and praying. Yeah, I'm sure we can't think of one. Right. right. Yeah. It probably doesn't exist. So it, even in that, like that's the discernment, right? That is a big part of it, and I and I think that I think that community is something that we're losing with our young people. We're starting to lose it, which is crazy because they're full of social media, right? And it's like, yeah. and it's like we're so full. We have so much social media, and everybody feels lonely. Mm. And it's like you know, it's just a, it's because it's not a real, true social atmosphere. It's not true community. And so when we come together in true community, man, like God speaks and you get the counsel of the Lord and he moves forward and, and we see that. And That's so what happened last here, night. Though. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened last night in our church. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we it, go back to the gifts, right? If the, if the it, gifts really exactly. are separated out yes. to where it causes us to think like God, act like God, speak like God, well, anytime then that you're missing those gifts, then you're missing, right? You're missing, to Paul's point in scripture, we're missing a point yeah. of the body. And right. he said, if you're missing a point of the body, then you're hurting. And why are you hurting? Because you're not, because you need every part of the body yep. to move forward in health and fullness of the Lord. And, and that is part of it. That is part of it. Because again, like even to Chad's point in this as well. Like somebody else may see something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. we need that. And so, so then it, it reveals and enlightens to us what we need. And that's part of what you were asking, Chad. How do we know what's right for our family? Well, how's God leading us? We, we rely on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get all the answers on my own. I got a lot of answers last night that I didn't get on my own. Mm-hmm. Relied on other people. And, you know, we got four Gospels. We don't have just one Gospel. We have four major prophets, 12 minor prophets, not just one and one. You know, it, 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 that's just the way God operates. And 1 Corinthians 13 says we prophesy in part, we speak in part. You know, it's not, it's just like what you said. It's not all the whole counsel of God all at once. And the prophets, they're even overlapping. Sometimes I think exactly. people think yeah. like, like God chose this one and then there was this one. And, and in reality, there's like, they're overlapping. There were several prophets existing at the same time. Sure, sure. And, you know, giving counsel, right? And some of them so, didn't even get a book, like Micaiah, for example. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he was but mentioned, right? Hey, he right, was mentioned, right. that's right. <laughs> And I think Obadiah deserved more than just one page. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's it's like I think that again, it kind of it brings part of that renewing of the mind, right? And so like just bringing that bringing God's people together is very very important. And it's not it's not just that we come together and somehow you just have all those different perspective. It's as the Holy Spirit moves over His people according to His Word, right? Like so, you know, we it's all together. Mm-hmm. When all of that is flowing together. It's it, his will is known. Well, and we probably need to set ourselves up with an expectation to hear from God from other people. And we need to, yeah, to as we enter in, you know, that and that's one thing that I fail at, you know, a lot is like when I'm going into a meeting or something at church, I've got my mind in 15 different thoughts and places and whatnot. Mm-hmm. When I should when I really need to just stop and take a take a time out and say, all right, God, clear out all this stuff. I'm I need an expectation, or I'm placing myself in an expectation to clearly hear you above all the noise. So, like so somehow, some way, God, I need you to make known to me or highlight to me your plan, your will, your you know what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. And 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 filter out the noise, and 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 so I can have an expectation that he will do that because I believe that we if we ask him to do that he will do that absolutely, and that's something that I forget and fail to do a lot. Oh yeah, you know, and we all do, but when we do do what you said. And it works. We remember that. And we do it again the next time. And soon it becomes a habit. And mm-hmm. if it, you're however old you are now and it hasn't been a habit yet, okay, so let's start today. Start today. Let it become a habit today. And if you fall off in a couple of days, then start again. Because that's how God is. Lamentations 323. Remember when we talked about that? His love is new every morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what was funny too was when we we when we started this meeting last night, Phil opened this up with prayer, and as part of the the prayer, he commanded us that he said, "Okay, now nobody's allowed to speak in tongue or something like that." Those weren't your exact words, but Phil was like, "I want you guys all to be like in prayer, but don't pray in tongues." Like you know, like you got to, and I and I'm just kind of like chuckling over there. I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, like we're in a we're in a, a meeting of a global Methodist church." committee and feels like but but don't pray in don't pray in tongues or don't speak in tongues or something like that that's a little bit out of context but it was kind of Ah. funny (laughs) i did say that but not in that context (laughs) well that's what i heard phil just so you know i I don't know what your context was but that's what i heard (laughs) that's great that's funny oh that is funny uh, and then, uh, of course, my mind was like, well, man, like I knew we should have took this thing assembly of God. And because, you know, like Robert would never have said that Robert would have been would have been like, I've been like does... I'm not hearing enough tongues here. What's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't get the counsel of God without the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Because <laughs> That's right. Robert's church meeting is nobody speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everybody just speaks in <laughs> tongues and then interprets it, and Our, they all kind okay. of they know what's going oh on goodness. in ten, 10 different languages. Our, ours is yeah, ours is going to have to be that we have to govern you know too much speaking in tongues. That's what it right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chad, I did say I did quote. I think it's Psalm nineteen. Um, may the words of our heart and the meditation, or med- the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight. Mm-hmm. And I said that specifically to kind of invite the spirit in to guide us. And, and he did, he did yeah. come in and guide us last night. It was pretty amazing meeting. Yeah. Last night. You know, going back to what, what you were saying as a process, like the discerning the will of God as a process. I think, it, I think it's about, you know, as we walk in relationship, that renewing of yeah. the mind Yeah. at that process that you're talking about is, it is so important because I think, I think a lot of times, especially as a new believer, I used to think of the of relationships as static. Like, like, in particular, I, you know, you know, no relationships are static, right? Like when we get married to uh, our companions, to our wives or whatever, and our, or our husbands, and what happens is that relationship changes. And as that relationship changes, you have to weather that and be able to grow together or it ends up apart. Mm. And so yeah. every relationship in our life, it, it never is unchanging. It's always changing. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. Static. It's, it's developing. And for some reason, we think, though, that our relationship with the Lord doesn't do that. Like it, mm. And I'm going to tell you, like, if your relationship with the Lord is static for 40 years, you're going to have a hard time. Like, you're going to have a problem. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think that's the writer of Hebrews. He's like, you're, a lot of you are still drinking milk. Why aren't you eating meat? Like there's this understanding of maturity in the body of Christ. And to me, that's exciting. Like when I, when I live to be 242, I'm expecting to be different uh, than I am now at 48. <laughs> right. So right. like, I mean, the next 200 years, I'm expecting to continue to walk with the Lord and grow, right? Like, I don't want to stay this with the same understanding and the same way the relationship is now. My understanding is that I would be growing with the Lord. And, and so that relationship, as it grows, we learn to hear better. We learn to yeah. walk better. We learn to, like, we're, we're learning that relationship uh, in a better way. And so I think people are just really, really hard on themselves a lot. You know, they're like, it's, it's kind of like, would you dis? I mean, are, how hard are you going to discipline your children when they don't know the right thing to do? Mm. Right. And yet we like, we like feel like, well, I've got to know more than what I'm supposed to know. And it's kind of like, well, hold on. Well, let Lord, let the Lord lead you and, you know, and, and grow from this. Right. As, as opposed to something that would be detrimental to our relationship. Well, you know, the other piece of it, too, is I think a lot of us, and I'm real guilty of this, is we 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 feel like we need to know the answer right now. Mm. You know, like, okay, we're, we're walking into, you know, whatever situation you're in, okay? Like, let's use this scenario of the church meeting that we had last night, and it's like, okay, we're going into this meeting, we're going to figure this thing out, and we're going to find out what God wants to do, and we're going to come out of here with a, a plan and move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe not you know mm-hmm. maybe that's not what god wants maybe maybe you know uh and we we sort of kind of thought that that might happen a little bit last night and i think even phil might have sort of thought that that was kind of what we were going to do maybe even when we left and then it was and then phil went home and he had a dream and then 
all of a sudden it's like, oh, he heard from God this morning and he was like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to we're not we're not going to we're not going to move forward with this thing the way that I thought we were going to. And that's OK. But, you know, that's the thing he heard from God mm-hmm. and he and he, he shifted his plan to align with or wait to align with whatever God's plan right. was. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm a firm believer that God wants to reveal his will. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think God's hiding in a corner somewhere going, I know everything and you know nothing. And oh, if you only knew what I knew. And like he's like, you know, well, looking in the box, going, look at this. Oh my, if you could only <laughs> see this, too bad. Right. Like, yeah. like you know, God's not trying to hide himself from us, or he's not trying to, you know, hide his will. Yeah. Uh, he he reveals that, but I think there's a part of us wanting to seek it. Like we need, there needs to be a desire to know it and to seek his will. Yeah. And so there is a certain responsibility we have towards that, but we're not going to know it unless he reveals it. And, and I don't think he's trying to hide it. So I think, you know, I think a lot of people just need to know, like God is not trying to hide himself. He's revealing himself. But um, uh, many times we just need to, you know, have that effort in it, have that responsibility and have that hunger for it, that we would see what he did. Again, it's that renewing of the mind. Take take the time to renew the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So remo- renew the mind and have an expectation to hear from God. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think he speaks like, uh, again, I think it's an unfolding that like it. Somebody once said this, and I always remembered this. It was, um, I don't know how you guys fold your towels, but <laughs> our towels have layers to them. So you unfold more of the towel and you see more of the towel, right? Until the whole okay, thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Right. And so, and so somebody explained it to me that way, like God's will is an unfolding of the towel. Like he he unfolds it in your life. I like that. Enough for you to say, and then and then you take that and then he unfolds some more, right? And then he unfolds it until you can look back and go, I see that whole thing when I originally only saw that small corner. And we make all kinds of assumptions and plans and speculations as to what the towel is going to look like, right? Or or something like that. Or or what the, uh, you could almost give an analogy of a painting, right? Like God's painting the story of your life. And we think that when he gives us one stroke, we go, I knew it. I knew that. And like, then we want to finish the painting for him like yes i knew that you wanted this and you wanted that (laughs) and not realizing oh then he's gonna make another stroke oh wait a (laughs) second like oh right see that one right so right uh, these kind of things but god definitely i think he's not trying to hide that from us but uh but yeah and and again to that point of hearing the voice if if we have just a couple of minutes can i share that max lucato story real quick yeah absolutely that's yeah. about all we got left is a couple minutes, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and so Max Lucado wrote this story, and I'm not going to get it perfect. I'm going to give you kind of the gist of it. But this, uh, he wrote this book uh, about the king's song. And so what happens is that the king was going to send out uh, his, you know, his three uh, best knights, and whoever could make it. Uh, through the quest was going to come to the marriage and marry his daughter. Okay, so 
he sends out his knights, and they were allowed to choose one companion. So he sends out his strongest knight, his quickest knight, and his wisest knight. Right? And so they all got to choose a companion, and, and they knew they were going to go on this quest. And the quest was that they had to make it through the Valley of the Hope Knots. And, and so they're like, okay. And so the king said, but don't worry. He said, even though it's a dangerous place, and apparently nobody has ever been able to get through it, don't worry, because I'm going to play my song. When I play my song and you hear my song, you just listen for my song, and it's going to guide you through the quest. And they were like, okay, no problem, right? And so the, the king had a song that he would play. And so they, they went through, and, they, and everybody was anxiously waiting to see who would be the knight who emerges and who would be the one who's going to marry the daughter who's going to be the the most awesome night because they all traveled out and and then they waited and they waited and they all started losing hope that maybe none of the knights were going to make it through like none of them had breached through the valley of the hope knots and then all of a sudden one emerged with his companion and so the king hurried out there and he covered him up so no one would see him and he said we will announce who it is at the banquet tonight this is the uh, this is the winner. This is the one. And so they were, everybody came to the banquet. They were way excited. Everybody was excited to see who it was going to be. And so when they uncovered who the knight was, they discovered it was the wisest knight who made it through. And they said, well, how did you make it through when the others did not? And he said, well, he said, King, to be honest, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible place to be. He said, because what you don't realize is when we go into that valley and you, we could hear your song. As long as we weren't in the valley, we could hear your song and it was great. But when we got into the valley, it was dark. You couldn't see your way. You couldn't tell where to go. And when we listened for your song, all the hope knots would start playing their song as well. And it, it sounded so similar to yours. We couldn't tell which your song was. And they said, well, how did you make it through? How did you how did you do it when the others couldn't? He said, well, it was because of the companion I chose. And so he revealed the companion that he had chosen. And he, he had wide, wisely chosen the son of the king. And he said, and this is what I did. He said, I had your son, king, play your song because he's the one who knows your song. And so I had him play your song so often, so much, that I learned to recognize your song and your song alone. So that when all the other songs would be played, I would be able to tell that which ones were not correct. And so, and so he, had, he had made it through the valley by choosing the song and, mm -hmm. so, uh, and, uh, and learning the song. And so I think that's kind of, you know, it was a great story in relation to the fact that, look, let's choose the song. Let's choose to hear Jesus, choose to hear what he says, learn his will, learn his what he has told us in scripture so well, learn the Holy Spirit speaking to us so well that we'll not be given into the mimicking voices to the other voices that are around. Very good. That's Max Lucado. Yes. I think it's called the Song of the King. I think hmm. I think that's the title of it. Hmm. All right. Well, I think with that we probably should wrap it up for tonight. Mic drop. Mic drop. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't have a spare one lying around or I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was really good conversation, I think. Um, did we help you out, Chad? Yeah, I think so. And, and more importantly, I hope we hope, I hope everybody we hoped out everybody out and just yeah. talked about a lot of different aspects of it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we will be back again next week. I think we'll all be here too. At least for right now, I know that. But yeah. We'll see how things like you said, Proverbs 16 1, we make the plans, but God directs the steps. So that's right. We'll see if we get here or not. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Night. Yeah.